0: emphasizing to you that it doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have to be this hard. We make it hard because of how we see things, what we do, our belief system, all of those things. But folks, it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm constantly reminding myself when I preach this word, it really is birthed out of my own pain, out of my own struggles, out of my own belief systems, all of that. I'm constantly reminding myself, it doesn't have to be this hard, David. It doesn't have to be this hard. So, with that being said, I want to speak with you this morning on, to me, the number one killer in the spiritual realm of people, of Christians, and that is the heart. The Word of God has over 1,000 references in regards to the heart. So it must be a sensitive and very important subject to our Heavenly Father, right? We're not talking about just one or two references. We're talking about over 1,000 references Uh, refers to the heart I want to talk with you this morning I'm going to start from Ecclesiastes I want you to see very clearly what a you can term it an evil heart a fleshly heart uh, a self-centered heart whatever term you want to use in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 we're going to look at the dark side first Then we're going to work our way to the light side. Then we're going to do a skit. And I'm going to do all of this in no more than two and a half hours. I I know. It's how I roll. It's just, you know, it's just what I am. Praise God. So um, in chapter 8, verse 11, when the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, the hearts of the people are filled with schemes to do wrong. What does that say to you? When I I quote that scripture to you, how do you see it? What do you see in your mind's eye as to what's being talked about, what's being said? When the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, the hearts of the people are filled with schemes to do wrong. What it says to me is that if punishment doesn't quickly come, then I think I've gotten away with it. Then I think everything's all right. Then then I just continue in my way of life. It's very detrimental to us as Christians, as growing Christians, as people who desire to mature in the Lord. Very detrimental. When we think that, uh, well, hey, I, would, I didn't get called for it, so everything must be all right. Everything's good. Everything's wonderful. Not so. In Matthew, I'm going to give you a few scripture here, and then we're going to just move forward with with this. In Matthew, the 23rd chapter, verse 25, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Oh, we want to look good. I wanted to come this morning looking good. I wore this brand new shirt that I requested by way of a sermon. My wife got it for me straight from Girly Girls Boutique. Takes a manly man to wear it, praise God. Oh, I can turn the sleeve up and Help us Jesus. If I'm turning red there's a reason. I can clean the outside, I can look good, I can pretend to play the part. When I was preparing this message, in my mind I thought of several of you that I don't I know I don't have a close real close relationship with some of you in the church. But I know you, and and, and, in my passing by, there's just something about my spirit, my gifting, that I can just feel people. I can see things, and I I could... Even this morning, I was looking around, and I could see individuals who were struggling. On the outside, it looked fine, but on the inside, I could see struggles. And I want you to know, and I proclaim to you today, it doesn't have to be this hard. He, the spirit of darkness, he, the one who deceives and paints things up to make them look as though they're something when they're not that's his job that's what he does but folks it doesn't have to be this hard this truly is a message in my opinion from the throne room of God where God is wanting his people to know it doesn't have to be this hard relax stop it I haven't lost control no matter what you see, no matter your own understanding of what's going on. I've not lost control of what's happening. It doesn't have to be this hard. In the book of Mark, while we're in close by, Mark 7, 20 through 23, he went on, what comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For from within... Out of a man's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual immoralities, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. But I just said to you, who's he talking about? I can look clean on the outside. I can put all of my energy on looking the part and on the inside I can be this man folks it doesn't it really doesn't have to be this hard in the book of jeremiah one of the most telling and to me not just it's not damaging it's it's alarming scriptures that i'm going to read to you in regards to the heart, in regards to the evil heart, so to speak, is found in Jeremiah 17, and it's found in verse 9. And it says, the heart is uh, deceitful above all things, and the heart is beyond cure. This is the Word of God. This is not me. Who can understand it? So if I'm talking about something that is beyond cure that we can't fix, then what are we to do? What's going to happen? What's, what's What needs to take place? If we really want to get to heaven, if we really want to be Christians, if we really want to be men and women of God, if we really want to be men and women of influence, if we really want to be just Godly parents, if we really want an opportunity to raise our kids again because that old deceitful black and stony heart of ours cheated us out of that opportunity and there's no cure, then what are we to do? Pretty bleak, isn't it? Well, I have good news. That's what the gospel is, good news, amen? Amen. I have good news this morning. All is not lost. I didn't stop my search there. I didn't end it there and think, "Oh my goodness, there's no cure. We're sunk." I've not come this morning to sit down and 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 tell you, "Oh, this is it, folks. I have found out you you just, "Oh my Lord, my Lord. <laughs> there's no hope for any of us. There's no cure." You ever been in a place when the doctor walks in and he says, "You have Cancer, and there's no cure. Or you have this, and there's no cure. Or have you walked with a friend, or been with somebody? Or it, it doesn't even have to be the deadly, it's just something, there's no cure for it. We don't have the understanding, we don't have a cure for it, there's simply no, do you know it? Can you remember how you felt? Can you see on the faces of others when someone would proclaim there's no cure? Well folks, I, I went further than this. I didn't take just the doctor's opinion. I looked in it a little deeper, and I found out that there is indeed a cure. (laughs) Oh, thank God. We don't have to end there. Amen? In the book of Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter i want to give you an idea of this heart and and what it's capable once this miraculous wonderful change takes place what it's capable of doing in the fifth chapter i forgot my reading glasses but i do believe that's verse 29 no yes i believe it is oh that their hearts there's no cure for these eyes unfortunately (laughs) well thank you brother wow That's what this looks like. There there is a cure. Hallelujah. Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commandments always so that it might go well with them and their children forever. There is a cure. There is a cure. There is a cure. Somebody give the Lord a hand. Come on. I want now. Now is the time for us to start building ourselves up. The depressing news is over. You know, the dark side of it's over. Now is the time when we can lighten up a little bit and know, praise God, we're not stuck here. We haven't just come here to be left alone. Sometimes I meet with a lady at the Hope House and she's all upset and she's got the feeling... My family just brought me here. They left me here. I'm left alone. I haven't heard from them. I haven't seen them. I'm just, no, 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 no. Come on, pick ourselves up. I'm about to give you the good news. Praise the Lord. There is a way in God that is going to go good with you and your children. Oh, the Hope House ladies ought to shout, praise God. It was a little bit lame, wasn't it? The Hope House ladies are to shout, praise God. This is right after the Lord has given the law, the commandments, the Ten Commandments. I want you to notice, I want to go to verse, I didn't think I was going to read this, but I remembered it from last night, verse um, 6. Even with glasses, I'm having a hard time. Verse 6 of chapter 6, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart. Impress them on your children. Notice how it talks about the characteristics of being a Christian, the characteristics of the laws of God, the characteristics of walking with God, how it's to change our lives. I'm talking about a heart change. I'm talking about really, really changing. I meet with people all of the time that they struggle with trying to be a Christian, with trying to do right, with, with trying to obey, with trying to do it the right way. And I'm constantly telling them, just relax. Every once in a while, one of the ladies, you know, at, at the Hope House, they work through bookwork and and then they're given a test and they get all into themselves and all about the test and They'll try cheating a little bit and looking on others' notes. and you, you, Of course, none of us ever did that, right? No, no. I recently went, for, uh, went with Connie to uh, be approved or get my uh, certification for something. And uh, they allowed us to sit together and I just looked on her paper and marked... I mean it worked for me. She only missed one. Guess what? I only missed one. And I went walking up to the teacher. Or the whatever, teacher, whatever. And she said, Your name is oh your name is David, I see here. She said, Well, David, had you not looked on your wife's paper and cheated you might have made a hundred. I said, well, you know, that's how I roll. (laughs) I actually didn't say that, but I want you to notice what it says, how important God is talking about the, the law. Now I know that we've shifted from the law and the law being the center of everything and now we're shifting more to a spiritual realm and, and the spirit of the law and, and how it infects us and how it affects us. I understand that, but it, 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 we have to have a foundation for something. Amen? Amen. And the foundation for us in our Christian living and our walk with God is derived and found in the Old Testament in the law. So let's look at it. Let's see how important it was in regards to changing our character. I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them to your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates God is means business about people changing amen God means business about you and I you and I being able to change I want you to turn to Ezekiel the 11th chapter we're talking about the good heart we're talking about a heart transplant we're talking about change The 11th chapter, verse 19, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want you to turn over the same book if you're keeping along. Chapter 36. Verse 24 through 27. I know that in most messages, it's not good to have a lot of Scripture. But I really want to paint a picture. I need for you to understand how important it is for you and I to consider, has this miraculous miracle happened to us? And if it has, why am I still struggling? Oftentimes we find ourselves looking toward the wrong source. We're looking for something in the wrong place. When all that we have to do is keep our focus, look into our heart, know where our strength comes from. I have all the confidence in the world, folks, that I've had a heart transplant. And I'm talking about the spiritual realm. Now this old fleshly heart, it, it gives me trouble. You know, sometimes I get dizzy and I get lightheaded and I get short of breath out there with a shovel in my hand or probing or, you know, the rod trying to find things or carrying hoses or whatever. And this fleshly, but I'm not talking about the fleshly heart. I'm, we're talking about on a spiritual realm. We're talking about how our, our attitude should change, our approach should change, our belief system should change. And I've tried to change that on my own most of my life. But I have found that I have a source of strength and help that that you just can't put your finger on. It's in me. It's inside me. 36, chapter 24, For I will take out. I'm sorry, for I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into my own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you. I I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. A new heart. Last scripture I'm going to read to you is found in Luke chapter 8, verse 15. And I'm going to ask folks for y'all to get ready with the skit, with the uh, props, with the things that... um, But the seed... On good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce a crop a noble and a good heart a heart that's been changed the good ground represents the heart the heart of men and women the heart of, of again of change of I didn't know that he was going to be. Wow. But the seed on good soil stands for those with noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. I hear the word, I want to keep it I don't want it stolen from me the one thing that I don't want in my life is to be like that man who looks in the mirror who comes on Wednesday night who comes on Sunday hear Pastor Rhonda, Pastor Hank hear them preach hear a song hear a word of exhortation whatever it is and I see myself clearly, and then I turn and I walk away and I forget what manner of man I am. I want to change. I'm tired of struggle. I want to change. I am sick of this. I'm tired of walking away and forgetting for a brief few moments, I remember that I need God's help. I remember that I need to treat my wife better. I remember that I have a... a, responsibility to be that man in my family I was standing back there in worship and I was just I was praying and I was meditating and I was pleading with God God just just purify this vessel Lord this is your pulpit I don't want to do anything I don't want to go up there with anything in my life that shouldn't be and I thought about how you must think that the only time I show up is this and, 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 and whatever. And I thought about my life and I thought, Lord, my family needs me. I'm forever getting calls from Emma, Daddy. Are you working late? Logan, Papa, when are you going to be home? I'm forever getting calls from my children, from my wife. Honey, are you close to home? I'm forever getting calls from the Hope House. Pastor, are you coming? Pastor, we need you. Pastor, you don't come a lot enough. I get calls from the Church of the Harvest. I get calls at work. I get, you know, my life is chopped up in a lot of pieces and it shouldn't be and it's not going to always be. But I want you to know I've heard from God, Pastor Hank. I've heard from God. I've been able to retain the word and I know if I persevere, it's going to happen. Praise God. And the only reason I can say that is because I've had a heart transplant something has changed in me I'm going to let my assistant nurse wonderful help me out here oh yeah we want to pull that oh yes there we go this is making you happy isn't it nurse wonderful Well, that's all that I live for is to make you happy, praise God. Whatever. (laughs) Now, I've been talking to you today about the heart. Wow. Is that the only way I can carry this? (laughs) I I feel like we're going in a different direction here with this around my neck. (laughs) That's his head. Okay. (laughs) Today we have a patient. And he's been suffering with trying to be a Christian. I've seen Dr. Kildare toted it like this. (laughs) This young man has been struggling being a Christian. He's struggling with anger struggling with resentments now this <laughs> this young man I let him know beforehand I'm going to try and use generic struggles as best I can but if you're hit with some of them remember who your daddy is and just get over it because this is how I roll all right so but with with lying with shoplifting with cheating with not being merciful enough with not caring with not being compassionate saying ugly things to people and walking away and knowing that you shouldn't have and you just feel something in your heart anybody ever struggle with some of these things Well, this young man has come to me and he's asked for help. Sure, why not? Hold on. Let's bring. To
1: help me.
0: Let's bring it down a bit. Oh my! Yes. Yes, we're right now. Hold on. It's in my eyes. Maybe I don't. How does a doctor? My heaven, father? I wouldn't want anybody cutting on me with one of. So (laughs) let's let's do something (laughs) here. Is it upside down? Yeah. Oh. I'm not a nurse. (laughs) What? Obviously ah that'll work. that's better
1: so you don't get guts
0: on your face. Thank you. There we go nurse wonderful. Well, I can't take a heart out with one hand. Thank you. Now I want you to see, I want you to understand what should happen in all of our lives. We are in need, desperate need, of God doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Amen? We really need to change. It doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have to be this hard for you to raise your children, for you to love your wife, for you to love your husband. It doesn't have to be this hard. If your heart is in it, it comes so much easier. Amen? I want my heart to be in it. I really want a change. So, you're going to hold this. Well, I'm not ready for that. I've got. We brought some anesthesia. Okay.
1: Forgot the real stuff.
0: Now, this surgery might take longer than normal, so probably need a little bit extra, right?
1: Change,
0: mm. Mm. <laughs> Hold on. I'd have this one's for Courtney. Mm. <laughs> He's under, he needs a change. He's identified that he's tired of struggling. I can't do this. It's fogging up and I must be full of hot air. Praise God. He needs a change. He's admitted it. He sees it. He's struggling with some things and he has for years. He goes to church. He loves God. He really feels like he's surrendered his life to God, but something's not right. It's too much struggle. It's too much failure. The failures are starting to mount up and they're outweighing the victory. Something's wrong. And he doesn't want to live the rest of his life like this. And me being Dr. Love. Said, all right. There's wonderful. I have discovered by all the elements. The, all the ailments hold on a minute that this young man needs a heart change a heart transplant and that's what we're going to do nurse wonderful scalpel
1: yes well it's really a kitchen knife but
0: well, we had some cutbacks.
1: Yeah, we had some cutbacks. you know, I mean, it's <laughs>
0: economic times. We're we're faced with some things, folks. For God's sake, it's
1: stainless
0: steel. No. But it is stainless steel, and it was washed last week, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. Hey, t- oh. don't really cut it. Oh, Nurse wonderful. <laughs> Hold that. Okay, praise God. Let's open him up. What?
1: I'm not really a nurse. I think I said that
0: once. Oh, nurse, no wonder he's struggling so much. Look at this heart. Hard, stony. The grace and the love of God can't flow through this, His love for you, His ability to overcome His own temper, His own fears, all of those things, it's retained right in here. And it needs a change. We need a change. It doesn't have to be this hard, folks. We really need a change. For me, for my personal life, this has been the key. For God to take that stony heart out. And it became so hard like this because of childhood traumas. Because of being in the church. I can't even hold the microphone anymore, but it's okay. Because of being in the church and seeing people hurt other people. Because of being in the church, and I've been in the church most of my life since I was 17 or 18 years old. And I've seen hypocrites, people who claim to be one thing but really another. And I've seen people who said, I'll be with you and I'll stand there with you. And when times got a little bit tough, they were gone. I looked around and I couldn't find them anywhere. And my heart became a little harder and a little harder and a little harder till this is what I had. And I still loved God. I still wanted to go to heaven. I still wanted to see my children and all of those who have gone before me in heaven. I wanted to see them and I wanted to be with them. But I was having such a tough time living life on life's terms. I was having such a tough time loving people that I needed something to happen to me. I needed a heart transplant. God is so good. It doesn't have to be this hard. All you have to do is ask. That's all I did. I just asked. I said, Father, if the word, if Ezekiel speaks the truth, can you please do it for me? Because I'm really hard-hearted over this. I've had people hurt me. I've had people abandon me who I stood with in their times of need, and now I've made a mistake i've committed a sin i've stumbled and they've abandoned me god i stood with them i stood by them i loaned them money and they refused to pay me back they've taken advantage of me and this isn't right and i became so hard-hearted that i, I was at a crossroads without help i was going to quit I was going to throw in the towel and say, it's it's done. It's over with. There's no use. I don't want to do this anymore unless you can do for me what Ezekiel says that you can do. If you can't take out that stony heart, then I'm going to die because you've put in me a spirit of love and compassion. And if I can't do that for people, I'm going to die. I'm just going to die. And God did for me what he promised he would do. And that doesn't mean I'm void of struggles, folks. I wouldn't have had to pray a prayer before I came up here, God cleanse me. I don't want any impure thoughts. I don't want anything impure in me. I want to walk up there, a clean vessel, a real man of God. I wouldn't have had to pray that prayer if I don't have struggles. So, We've taken out the old stony heart and Ezekiel promises us that we can have a brand new heart. Amen? I now, don't, I don't want it to get too depressing. I don't want it to get... I want it to get serious and I want you to take this serious but at the same time I want it to stay a little bit light here. praise, Because a message like this I could turn in a direction that all of us would feel miserable and walk out of here heavy and heavy hearted and all of those things. So... Wow, what a heart. Look at this. Look how pliable and flexible it is. Wow, look how large it is. How juicy it is. Yeah, clean it up and. <laughs> Well, because I don't get paid at the Hope House, and because I don't charge when I come here, I have to be supported somehow. So, right now, I would like to have a commercial. Is that all right? This ministry, this heart ministry, this minister is sponsored by Save a Lot grocery store and you too can have a heart ministry you too can have hearts to give away and this week and this week only you can have a heart for twenty dollars but if you act right now there is a special we'll give you five hearts for twenty dollars at Save-A-Lot the friendly heart store <laughs> thank you Save-A-Lot for caring enough to sponsor this minister this ministry and for selling hearts that work and that are pliable And <laughs> look at this folks I told you I used to be like this it got to the place that it was all about me. Really, it was just all about me. I was so selfish and self-centered. I had been hurt. I had been traumatized. Things had happened to me, and my whole life became about me. I looked at my childhood. It was about me. The things that were going on, it was about me. I was the center of my own universe. I couldn't pay any attention to my kids because it was about me. I was ineffective raising my kids because how they were turning out was about me. There was a theme song that I used to go along and sing and it described me perfectly. It went something like this. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in the mirror. I get better looking each day. Hard to know me is to love me. I must be some kind of a man. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. But I'm doing the best that I can. Is that you? You find that it's all about you? You find that people come and they minister to you and they talk to you and you, oh, no, 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 that can't be the right answer. It can't be less of me and more of him. No, it's got to be more of me and less of him. Come on, that can't be the right answer. Oh, Lord, it was hard for me to be humble till I realized that I was faced with the fact that I'm going to die if something doesn't happen. So this young man who has struggled with... Behaviors that bring conviction in his life and that hurt other people is due to his heart. And now, praise God, wow, that's a big heart, goes next to the lungs, thank you. Above the spleen. What's the spleen? <laughs> All right. Hold on. Uh, oh, that's right They ain't supposed to see that. Man, my I done blew it. Right. Thank you. Praise God.
1: Sew him up, Pastor.
0: Oh. I do. You can tell we practice this a lot, right? Here we go. I learned this from MAGA. As soon as I'm through with this, I'm going to Washington, to the White House. I'm going to sew some drapes (laughs) save a lot doesn't pay as much sponsorship as I (laughs) wish they would so there we are I'll give him a second to recover and I believe when he gets up from here hallelujah praise the Lord amen well patient angel How are you feeling? Better. Better? More alive? I feel free. Free. In tune with the spirit world. Praise the Lord. Come on, you can do better than that. Praise God. And there's wonderful, I need you to write Patient Angel an order. And this order is open-ended, meaning it has no end. And the order is, patient angel, there's a place, a spiritual rehabilitation, where you will exercise and learn how to exercise this new heart. I want you to go at least twice a week. It's the Harvest Center. I want you to be there because there's some good people who go there themselves to continue their heart work like the Vernons, like the Davises. People that will minister, that will help you, that will show you how to make this heart work. And under no circumstance should you miss. Your spiritual therapy is so important because without it, you and I are liable to slip back into a lifestyle and into a belief system that will ruin us, that will cause us to start struggling again. But if we go for this therapy, this spiritual therapy, they will walk before us. And they will show us how to live, and they will help us in our struggles. and they won't judge us, will they, folks, no matter what's going on in our lives. They will see that men and women are struggling, but we're still trying. Someone who's struggling, it shouldn't define that person. We shouldn't automatically assume that they've failed, that whatever it is. Augusto, it doesn't have to be this hard, brother. It doesn't have to be this hard. I've seen this young man struggle and fight with some things and fight with some decisions and fight with his own self. And fight with trying to do the right thing instead of the wrong thing. And it doesn't have to be this hard. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. It's a, and I'm not talking about whether he's a Christian, whether he's a man of God or not. I'm talking about where you and I choose to tap in to get our strength and our source, our belief system, how we believe, who we believe in. Are oh, we going to be overcomers? He's spoken to us and spoken over us that we're overcomers. It doesn't have to be this hard, folks. I'm going to ask Miss Nurse Wonderful to go to the piano, please. She's going to be mad at me. But eventually she'll have to get over it. Cause we live together I'm not going to look back there she's going to minister in a song and I want you to see are you this person who has struggled are there things in your life that you've struggled with not just this week but it's just a lifestyle it's a lifetime it's weeks and months and years of struggling with this same thing. with struggling how to love that person that loves you back. Struggling with these things. It's a heart thing. It's what keeps a man and a woman married and together for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. It's a heart thing. It's not that they've Learn how not to hurt each other or disappoint each other. No, it's when I have your heart. You just automatically cut me slack after slack after slack after slack. You just automatically want to give me understanding. And it's God's way. God has, my Heavenly Father has my heart. And that scripture that I read you, Just because sentence doesn't come down immediately and if you'll read the one following it it talks about though a man would sin would commit a crime would do something a hundred times and a hundred times god would be patient and long-suffering and wait and wait and wait but this morning i'm saying to you this isn't about getting away with it this isn't about me making it softer and easier for you this is about you and i getting fed up with the fact That we're still struggling with something that we need to overcome so that the person behind us can overcome it and see how. We might be able to balance it and get through it, but that person behind us just might not be able to do that. Overcome. Have a heart change. Become a different person. I want you to just close your eyes for just a moment. I normally don't do this, but. And if you're that person that you just you've been struggling with some things and you know. Oh, you even feel like you've had the heart transplant. But your focus has been on a source of strength in yourself, in and of yourself. And now, you know, this morning you're going to focus on him. You're going to focus on the heart of the matter and turn it all back over to Him again. Just slip your hand up and say, Pastor, please pray. Hands going over the building. Please pray. It doesn't have to be this hard. If you're that person that suddenly the lights come on and you see really that I need that change. I need that heart change. I want you to do exactly what I've had to do, and that is just ask. Just that. Well, I'm talking about our Heavenly Father, Matt. I'm not talking about a stranger. I'm talking about my Heavenly Father. He's not going to give me a stone when I ask for a fish. He's going to do for me what I can't do for, and all I have to do is ask. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for this group of people, for myself, for every one of us here that you would do for us. We're tired of struggling. We really want to be men and women of character. We really want want the characteristics of our life to be of you. Love, joy, patience, long-suffering, perseverance. Perseverance. Change us. If it requires a heart transplant, if we've given you our lives, but we haven't given you our heart, then right now, Lord, we give you our heart. We ask you to take it. We won't, we won't change. We've become a little hard. The disappointments, the heartaches, the pains, the sons turning against their parents and the daughters against their parents and the parents against their children. And all of this happening, God, is causing us to get a little bit hard in our heart. And we just need a change. In the name of Jesus, soften us. (laughs) We want to be pliable. We want to be able to retain the word that we hear. And we want to persevere with it till change really comes. Miss Connie, would you minister, please? It is. Let the Spirit of God minister to you. Let Him touch you. Let the Holy Spirit.
1: Like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now. Thank you, Jesus. chains are gone. Come on, confess it.
0: Believe it, confess free. it.
1: I've been set free. My God, my Savior. Thank you. Has Lord. Right-
0: Confess it with my mouth. I believe I it in my heart. My change, change is coming, Lord. Soften this stony heart, remove
1: like
0: it. A brand a new one, God. I believe that word this morning was straight from the heavenly father i believe it was straight not just not just to some of us but to all of us